0: Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Kendrick Coates. We're bringing you another episode. Many of these speaks or talks that we have are centered around mental health, but we're gonna switch gears up today and give you something a little bit different. I'm joined by three other guests, but before we get started, if you haven't gone out yet to view our previous episodes, please do us a favor, go out there, support the cause, go out there and support many of the conversations that we're having. I've got Grant Jones in the house today. Grant, how you feeling?
1: Good, good, good. I'm still in Dr. E-G-O-O-D. Yes, sir. Like good burger, good burger. Welcome to good burger. I'm good, man. How y'all doing?
0: I love it. Always, always bringing that sense of humor. Always. <laughs> Dr. E, how you feeling today?
2: Good, good. You know what I'm saying? Since we get it in. You know, I'm feeling good, feeling great. How are you? Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's a good day, though.
0: I love it. Okay. Vince. Vince B, how you doing?
3: Yo, I have no song for y'all. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I came super unprepared, but I am also feeling good. I thought Grant was having a seizure or something. I was like, what's happening? What's what's going on? But yes, we are all good. Or at least I am, these gentlemen are very happy to be here once again, Kendrick, for this conversation. The community needs it. Thank you for this, man.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, speaking of songs, I was just looking at um, Grant's recent he, – he just posted a video. I think you were at the uh, – was it the Minnesota Vikings minicamp?
1: Yes, sir. The uh, the training camp, Minnesota Tra-
0: Vikings. What sir. was that new song, Beyonce? <laughs>
1: you can't break my song. You can't break my song. You know, it, it, it's a club favorite. Everyone be going crazy in the club and stuff when they hear it, so, you know.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we got a packed show today. Um, Got a couple of us that got to head out right after the show. So we'll go ahead and get started. Um, Many, like I said, many of the conversations that we have have had in the past have been centered around mental health. But there's, I wanted to switch gears today because there are other aspects that us men uh, in our community often go through. Um, Some of those are centered around you know, creating boundaries for ourselves, making sure that we have the right people in our circle, and then just how to set those healthy boundaries. So that's gonna be the discussion today. Hope you all enjoy it. Um, be sure to share this with, with somebody who who may benefit. Like I said, we're trying to get these conversations out there because they're so important for our community and our men. Uh, so without further ado, the first question that we have, um, we're gonna direct this to to Grant. Uh, we sometimes hear people talk about setting boundaries and setting healthy boundaries. Uh, what does that mean and, and look like for you?
1: Yeah, um, setting healthy boundaries. I mean, just letting that person know whoever it is, it could be like a coworker, it could be a spouse, it could be your parents, even family, uh, just letting them, them know what works for you and what doesn't work for you and um, not moving the line for them, you know? So uh, if you need time by yourself, uh, just let them know that and just being confident. You know, uh, I know a lot of people always try to feel like, oh, I got to help them. Oh, I got to do this. Uh, they were there for me. Like friendship and family shouldn't pull up the receipt card, you know. And what I mean by that is they shouldn't be able to say, hey, I did this for you. So now you got to make time for me. It doesn't work that way. You have to make sure that you're still in your boundaries. Make sure you're confident make sure you are holding yourself accountable to hold those boundaries. That way they'll respect you more.
0: Ooh, I, I like what you said there. Not having receipts because I think a lot of times, you know, and many of us may have been there a, a time or two. Um, just having these these expectations or or you know assuming that somebody owes us something, and and having those clear boundaries. They as you hold up a receipt, <laughs> uh, ha- having having those those clear expectations on how we want to be treated ourselves. Um, that's one of the important parts of why we need to set those boundaries because I had a, I I worked with a lady a few years ago and she always called me smooth and she's like, smooth, you got to teach them how to treat you. And, and there was so much truth in what she was saying, because sometimes you do have to teach people how you want to be treated. Otherwise they kind of, you give them an inch and they try to take a mile. Um, Vince, how do you, what do you, where are you at or how do you feel about, you know, Setting boundaries and what does that look like or mean to you?
3: Well, uh, first off, I wonder what kind of boundary you had set up that she was calling you smooth and you just ran with it. Uh, I think (laughs) (laughs) I think that is that is a boundary as well. Uh, I think a very interesting room of 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 gentlemen that you have here, as always. Anyway, but uh, I particularly am realizing as this question is coming up how hard of a time I'm having. Uh, understanding how to set boundaries, particularly because uh, as an entertainer, as a host, I feel like we break so many of those boundaries (laughs) constantly, like in terms of making a first impression, like I feel like a lot of people come running at you or you jumping in somebody's face, dancing with them, already breaking their personal space uh, a little bit sooner than, you know, if you were to just walk up to somebody on the street. Uh, So it's a little bit weird. I'm, I'm actually struggling with this question, believe it or not.
0: And and you know what, that's, I again, you, you always bring this sense of vulnerability to our conversations, which I absolutely appreciate. And that is something where, you know, boundaries are tough for, for all of us. And I think one of the biggest things is setting boundaries with family members. It, it's, I mean, you, you think about whether it be parents, siblings, cousins, aunts, uncles, those are the hardest, from my experience, those are some of the hardest boundaries to create. And some people say, well, that's disrespectful. Those are your elders. But the thing is, just because they are our elders doesn't mean that they can disrespect us. And so being able to establish those boundaries, but going back to you being vulnerable in this space to to admit like, hey, you know, that's, that's an area where it's like, hey, it gives me a little bit of, uh discomfort which is completely fine because in our community i think a lot of people need to see us men showing that vulnerable side of us of saying hey i don't have all the answers or we don't have all the answers we're still working works in progress trying to figure out how we establish those boundaries and what they look like um and to to add on that just to 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 give our viewers and our listeners just context what we mean by boundary. So an example may be if, if you have a friend and your friend just pops up at your house anytime he or she wants to. And you're like, whoa, 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 that's that's not cool. Like, you got to call me before you come over. It's just not, don't just show up and, and knock on my door and say, hey, what's, what's going on? You want to hang? So being able to say or, or set that boundary of letting that person know call me text me let me know you're coming over or let's plan something as opposed to just invading my space and just you know showing up anytime you want um vince i want to come back to you and and i'm just curious and and i don't want to go too deep in into this because you know obviously this is for public viewing but just want to get a little bit of context when when you when you feel the 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 Uh, discomfort around the question can you give context behind like what where or what it is you feel
3: i'm glad you asked that kendrick honestly the the discomfort and i'm glad that you gave us that explanation as well uh the discomfort definitely comes from being such a people pleaser by by heart and by profession so again you know it's it's my first interaction with somebody in their personal space might not be the same as, you know, anyone else. So that is something that I have come to deal with over the last decade plus and you know, being in relationships or dealing with maybe other people in relationships, I'm sure uh our cruise ship boys can attest to this. Uh you know, you might have somebody that might have a problem with <laughs> with your personal boundary or you might not necessarily uh recognize where your personal boundary begins in a lot of situations. Uh so that if let me know if that was clear enough for you. Basically I'm talking about there's, sometimes you end up dancing with people or talking to people uh in my case I've worked in sports uh where fans of certain, you know, teams get very excited so they might break a boundary of hey, you know, I can talk to you anytime I want because every time I talk to you, we always talk about this team, you know? And it's just like, all right, I'm laying in bed with my fiance at 11 p.m. We're not, you know what I'm saying? Please do not constantly DM me about this. Uh, but yeah, in regards to uh, to family, uh, I think the, the most uncomfortable boundary, as you mentioned, probably just comes where family just thinks they can do whatever they want. You know, they treat you as if... Uh, whatever the original boundary that they recognize you as if you're the kid, the little cousin or the the son, daughter, uh, you know, people will walk all over you because, well, this is the way that I always treat them. They never had, you know, anything to say to me or I was always the elder. So, so it's, uh, it's, it's difficult once you realize, all right, I've at some point while we were not as close to each other, I created my own personal space and you're violating that. And it happens, it happens and we have to grow through it.
0: And I appreciate you going going into detail on on that and and kind of um that last point you hit is you know, sometimes our elders think they can say and do uh, whatever they want, and on top of that, sometimes we have to double down and remind people of what our boundaries are because I mean we live in i mean this day and age there's so many different. Influences and distractions that people forget we interact with so many people and and I'm sure uh, with the three of you, you're in the industry where you meet so many different people to where you're meeting new people and they just have to be reminded or let it be known that hey, you know what you don't have the permit permission to talk to me how you want, or you don't have permission to touch me just because you know I'm in your space or whatever the case may be um but Again, Vince, I I appreciate you, always you know bringing that that vulnerability and open to you know saying hey I I don't know I I'm uncomfortable here because like I said, there are a lot of men that need to see that because we have this this idea of this almost this hyper masculinity of where I need to be tough at all times, and if I get in touch with my feelings, that's that's wrong or I feel like I'm. I'm not a man anymore because I, I share what I'm feeling. Um, so again, I, I, I appreciate you. Uh, going, going over to uh, Dr. E and, and Grant, uh, as we continue this around boundaries, why do you think it's so difficult for people to establish and maintain boundaries and more specifically um, saying no to people, especially significant others? and we'll start with Dr. E.
2: First of all, I will call before I come. I won't just pop over out the blue. No. After that, no, when you said just popping up, I was like, "Hold oh on. Who popping up?" Well, and, and, you know, when I read the question, I was thinking to myself, "Have I had to set any real boundaries?" And then I thought I was like, "I guess yeah, I have cuz people know call me bro you you call me before unless i extend there's a difference between like hey you can come and see me anytime and i don't say that unless i mean it. like you know what i'm saying like i'm one of those people like like they oh ever since they used you you you're coming over like even on the ship right we work in such close quarters on the ship and my office is also part of my part of my uh, my my living quarters right so it's a small thing i don't mind people using my bathroom but they got to take their shoes off before they go into my bedroom right? So my office, they, you know, you can wear the shoes, but if you have to use my bathroom, you're going to have to take your shoes off. It's a small, it's a very small thing. If you can't do that, you can use the restroom somewhere else. And it's like that little small boundary, and I, you know, I, I was out of the room, and somebody was saying that they had to use the restroom, I was like, oh, makes you take your shoes off every single night. Like, like I wasn't there, and they was like, oh, yeah, he, Dr. E don't like that. You don't like you guys your shoes on, so make sure you take it off. So it's like little boundaries like that, and I feel like if people don't respect certain small things, you can see how they're going to take it the wrong way and I feel like again because we're entertainers you know it's difficult for us to be able to say hey don't do that but for me I've been able to navigate it in such a way whereas when I'm on the floor I know I'm on the floor so the moment I leave my room I'm I'm on entertainment mode so I'm always gonna be on so I'm expecting that kind of energy it only happens when you cross those certain lines with people or you get into a more intimate space or it's like a smaller room and then people are trying to ask you certain questions and you don't want to respond in a way that like, oh, you don't really know me like that, so I'm not going to answer the question like that, you know, and so it's, I feel like it's things like that that can become challenging because people and again, majority of, of hosts and entertainers are from, from a history of people pleasers, so we want to do that, but I learned how to protect that particular energy uh, that's there, and saying no, saying no is is very very powerful. I've learned saying no makes your yeses more engaging. People are like, oh, he said no, so if it's like, ah, uh, hey, we're going to such and such, you want to come? No, I'm not. I'm not going. To. It's like, what? Why? Why you don't you don't want to come? Because X Y? No, I'm just I just don't want to go. You know, and it's like, and, and it, it's, it's so freeing. It's like to wear the truth, to vibrating your truth is very freeing to do that. That don't mean be, you know, out there just like, uh, like, you know, just being mean to people just because it's the truth, like telling people they're ugly just because they're ugly. But like, you know, wearing your truth and vibrating the stand, like, I don't want to do that. Not making an excuse like, oh, I'll see about it. No, just say, no, I don't, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that, you know?
0: yeah no i definitely i definitely feel you on that um but why do you why do you think it's so hard for people to say no I, as far as and whether it be in your space as far as entertainment or just in your personal life or people that you've seen like why why is it so hard for people to say no and and mean what they say
2: well i I know you were talking specifically about couples, so in entertainment it's harder for us to say no because we can we eat the energy. So, you know, when people are giving us energy, we feed off that energy that's coming to us. And so while we're there we're, and we see, you can tell when you're making somebody's night, somebody's really enjoying themselves when there's a situation they haven't been in and they're very receptive and you're like, okay, cool, this is good, this is good, but I got to start cutting it off. I got to start taking it back. And so I feel like that's difficult. The other misconception about uh, about a couple, you know, which your a significant other, is that, you haven't really found a way to set boundaries. And so many people believe there's this misconception that this is my, you know, this is who you are. So I share everything with this person. And it's like, well, are you supposed to share everything with her? Like, you know, you you get to questions and you find out things like, I don't think I want to share that with her. Not because it's going to be a negative outlook on you or negative outlook on her, just because maybe you don't feel like you're in a place to do that. And that's why I said, as men, uh, women have to earn our vulnerability. Like you got to earn the right to be, to be like, you know, to get to that space with me where I'm like, Hey, like that's, that, that really took me out at this age, you know, this takes me back, you know? And I'll never, I'll never forget that. Like, like, yo, that, 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 you know, it, it, like, I feel like it has to be earned. It has to be something in, in the sense where when we're getting there. And it may sound selfish, but again, that's another boundary that you get there because they haven't gotten to a certain place that they think that they're supposed to be in your heart. I feel like that's, that's silly, but that's also the common misconception about relationships and about boundaries, because you want to be able to protect uh, your, your mate's view. Like, I want the woman to, I, I want to be able to protect how I look in her eyes at all times. Right. So I may want to share something with her. That's, that's going, you know, that's touching to my heart. It may, maybe tear up or something, but I don't like, am I at a place where I can cry right now? You know what I'm saying? Do I want her? How is she going to look at me after I say this? How's it going to relate to other things? Is she in a good place to receive it? You also got to be thinking about that too, because you got to curate that space to be vulnerable, to share those kind of things and to set those boundaries. So I feel like that's, that's one of the main boundaries with men. As we have to protect ourselves to make sure that we still get to uphold the vision of who we are to the woman, because you've seen women like women have seen men or, or seen men cry. They're like, "Oh, girl, I didn't like that," and like it just turned me off. And you like, "Yo, you know," and and maybe they wasn't at the right part of the relationship. And then you've seen other women talk about, "Yo, he like my, my, my husband, he broke down, and my, my man, he broke down," and it touched me because I had never seen him like that, and it really changed us. It opens us up, but you can t- you can hear the difference in where they are in their relationships. I feel like when those boundaries are crossed.
0: If anybody's looking to hire a coach, Dr. E's <laughs> he's accepting clients. man i, I love i love I love your perspective, Dr. E, because there's I mean there's so much truth in that as as far as that as being able to establish those boundaries with our significant other, um, which can be sometimes be difficult, especially if two people haven't had the conversation around you know what are our specific boundaries in a relationship and you know what does that look like and that's where the importance comes in is being able to not only say no to your partner but also your partner being comfortable with hearing the word no and I think a lot of times in in you know in in my past I used to be a people pleaser so it was very difficult for me to even say no and then one day I was like you know what I can't I can't continue doing this because if I if I if I continue doing this, I'm going to put myself in a position where I have animosity or some type of negative energy towards my partner, and so everything that you said there, Doctor E, I mean there was just gold in that. Uh, listeners and viewers, you have to rewind that. Like I said, he's accepting clients right now, <laughs> uh, but but going over to uh, going over to to Grant. Grant, why do you think? It is important for us to be able to say no to our partners, especially if we're in, you know, some type of committed relationship or just any type of relationship.
1: Oh, man. Um, (laughs) You know, it's funny. uh, TV emulates life, you know, art just emulates life. I mean, we in the black community, I know y'all think family matters, right? Y'all remember Steve Urkel, right? Like boundaries right there, man. Like for one, if, if it was a real black family, y'all know doggone well we were locked them doors. Same with Sister Sister Roger. same with Hang with Mr. Cooper, Tyler. These people would not walk in your uh your living spaces like that. And it goes back to Dr. E's point. I think it's all about respect, but it also have to start with you too. Um, if y'all know Dr. E don't play when you come in his room. Uh, people are going to be looking for ways to test Dr. E. So like when they say, oh, yeah, you can't use Dr. E.'s bathroom because like he, he's a very clean person. He doesn't like that. They're going to start looking at what you're doing. So they're like, OK, let's look around. OK, I see Dr. E.'s bed's clean. I see his sheets are pulled up. I see that he's organized. They're going to respect you in a much more dignifying way rather than he's like, oh, you know, I really don't like anyone after eight. But they're going to look people are going to always look for proof to try to like see what I can get away with. They're going to push you. So while as it's important to say no, you have to back it up. You have to walk the walk, you have to talk the talk. Now I'm sure Dr. E, you, you can you can attest, you can jump in right here, but I'm sure you're a clean person because you want those shoes off, right? Right, with, with that and energy. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like people,
2: this whole outside shoes and like outside clothes on bed, is such a funny concept to the rest of the world. People are like, what do you mean outside clothes? Or, or like taking a bath before they go to bed? I'm like, how you not take a bath? How you not shower? Before you go to sleep, like you literally wearing the entire outside on your body in your sleep. You don't sleep on it. You don't sleep on it again tomorrow. So it's like things like that. And so like e- even in my bedroom, I don't have a TV. There's no TV in my bedroom because my bed is made for, you know, sleeping and sex. That's it. That's the only two things my bed is made for. And so I want to protect the energy that's in there. Like that's, you know, so
1: I want that's That's how I, that's how I do it. <laughs> Or yeah, 100%. <laughs> I can attest to that too. Um, But yeah, back to the point, Kendrick. I think it's, it starts with yourself and also there's like a balance. So um, I think part of being an entertainer, we have this masculine energy and this feminine energy. The feminine energy is like we want to nurture, we want to be there, we want to entertain people. But at the same time, we're all human beings. I know Um, growing up, I had a mom and I had a dad. There's certain things that I could go to my mom for that I knew my dad doesn't play that. You know what I mean? So I think, that's kind of like everyone else. We always have like a good cop, bad cop kind of situation. So I think the reason why it's so important to step into that masculine energy and say, no, it's not to be mean, like you said, but it's just to say, Hey, this is my beliefs. I stand behind it. This is what I do every day. Um, and that's where they can respect you. Respect is uh, earned, not given. So,
0: yes, sir. I love it. And, and being able to, to step into that masculinity, like you said, and saying no and, and mean it, um, You know, a lot of times and I've seen it and I've been there before where I've even said no. And then I go back on saying no, which then that just opens up a whole can of worms for disaster, negativity, all those things. Um, But because it's it's sometimes hard to say no, what are things us men can do in order not to feel anxiety around saying no to maybe our friends, loved ones, our family? I uh, will we'll go over to, to Vents with that one.
3: Can I just start by saying uh, Grant blew my mind just now because I didn't even realize that my parents probably would have whooped Steve Urkel's ass if he can't <laughs> just a <Wrong>. random <laughs> a random overall Negro strolling into the house with his outside clothes sitting in my come on now. That's crazy. I never I never even thought like everybody loves Steve Urkel, but that's crazy. I'm but sorry.
2: So look, look, so in high school, like my house was the spot because my mom would like invite So all my friends, they would come over. But like she would know they would be there because in her mind, it was safer to have us at home, you know, talking smack after football practice, before football practice. So like people would be coming in and out like, oh, oh we're going to Bevel House. You know, oh, we're going to Eve's house. And because that would just be the place. So I like at that point, people were walking in and out the garage though. So I can't say that that ain't true because that, I think about like, dang, that was my life. And then my neighbors who were like my my, they were like my own brothers and they, we going back and forth with each other house all the time. And if we're coming in the front door, we knock. Now that's different. If we go in the front door, we knock. If, if the garage was closed, it was like signs to like, okay, maybe we should knock today. But like, other than that, if you know I'm beating, I'm opening the door. I'm coming in like, hey, what y'all
1: doing? <laughs> I mean, he would have got to, shot. He's from Chicago. He would have got shot if that was a real case. He had to had, at least not.
3: Though. At least <laughs> not. Him. It. Let, it, somebody, let somebody know you was coming. That's all. Uh, but yeah, sorry to sorry to throw that off. I, <laughs> that was that. Oh, interesting. All right. But uh, yeah, in reference to uh, setting setting boundaries, again, it's honestly it's something that I, I am struggling with currently, too. Uh, I think we didn't go too deep into the, the mental health check-in, but I... Currently, right now, um, I'm struggling to call people in my family that I know for a fact are also struggling to tell me that uh, they can't or don't want to attend my wedding. So to me, that there's some kind of, this is why I want to talk to my therapist about uh, about my inner child, my my uh, my younger trauma, because I know that there's some blockage. There's some kind of generational block or something taking place where My family doesn't want to talk to each other for some reason. I don't know. I don't know how to how to get deeper into it. But for some reason, there's some misconnection. Like we talk, we chat, we love each other, but certain topics in reference to money, uh, important, you know, I'm saying important dates. Uh, Death is a huge topic, unfortunately. I will say that you know, even growing up with a uh, with a funeral home in the family, I'm still very very uncomfortable with discussing death and. Can't can't tell you exactly what it is. Uh, again, the biggest thing about your family is letting people know. Like like, uh, Doctor E said, yo, if this is if this is my rule, please respect that. But you also have to make your rules known, cause uh, I think that's a huge part of why people struggle with uh with having their own space. Like even my father told me, oh, when you get your own house, I'm coming to put my feet up on stuff and start knocking stuff over. Uh, I also you know, I, I don't. I don't know if people struggle with being themselves in regards to uh, creativity, in regards to their sexuality, stuff like that, around their family because they're afraid of being judged. They don't. They don't want to let them their family members know. Hey, look, this is who I am, and they're gonna keep the boundary of, you know, close close to their body, almost inside where nobody can see because they know that their family members probably will not. Uh, respect that. So I would I would say in any regard you just have to try to be as loud and proud about what you're doing as you possibly can so people know, hey look, this is this is my boundary. Like don't don't cross it, you know, appreciate it but also respect it.
0: 100% I, and I I appreciate that perspective and and you sharing that information. I think, you know, when we do think about those conversations with family members You know, sometimes it can be one of those things where we want to have the conversation because maybe we are comfortable in being uncomfortable because we've done our own healing. But then on the flip side of that, there are some people that shut down to the idea of having specific conversations to where it's like, it's almost, we almost put too much energy in trying to have those conversations with loved ones to where sometimes, at least I know for, for. for me, from my perspective, I don't know how all y'all are, but it's almost, I am much rather reserve some of that en- energy because I know if I bring up a specific conversation with somebody, whether it be friends or loved ones or family, that it's just not going to go anywhere. And I'm going to get more frustrated because I took the time to try to open up that door when I knew damn well that there was, it was locked. There was no key. Nobody was going to open it up. So in a way, sometimes I almost feel like it's my fault that i even entertained it but then on the flip side of that it's like well maybe if i knock long enough eventually somebody will find a key and open up that door and um dr e you you had one other thing that that you wanted to mention i wanted to get your your thoughts or or what you had yeah just just for
2: for like vince like vince i have been you know so we i guess we hadn't really spoken about our family's past but so my dad and my mom got divorced when I was one. okay? My dad then got married to his his next wife. They were only married for like two years. They got divorced. Then he got married to my sister's mom. Uh, then they were together for a good chunk. Then they got divorced. Then he got married to his last wife. And then she passed away like two years ago. So he's been married like four times. And my dad on that side of the family, my side of the family, there's not a lot of communication. So I've been that, that like, you know, that, catalyst that keeps all of them talking basically just through me you know they'll ask about the others, but they won't talk to each other and and i kind of felt i felt necessary because again we want people to feel good that's what we want we want folks we want people together it's a party like your wedding but bro your wedding is your wedding if they don't want to be there then they don't need to be there you know a lot of people had this misconception about a wedding and the people that are there when you get married the people that are supposed to be at the wedding are the people who are going to hold you accountable to your vows for if anything were to happen to be like hey you know if you think about divorce or she think about divorce they come and be like hey let's talk about this let's break it down like remember x y and z let's hold it together so like i feel like protecting that energy on your wedding day if the people in your family don't want to be a part of that then they they've set a boundary for you then you don't have to include them in that. you know what i mean and it sounds it sounds harsh but as you start to curate your own family, like that is like one of the main things, like, yo, I got to protect my space. If somebody going to be negative about my wife, that's your wife, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's your wife. Like, uh, I was, listening, I can't remember who, I don't know, I don't know. It was, a, it was a, some scholar. And, uh, and he was talking about how he has this test where he asked men, with men, like what happens if you see a guy, you know, if, if a man spits in your wife's face, and he said, basically, that's the question. He said, and, and people like, oh, well, I want to ask like, what kind of mood is the guy in? And, and I, as I heard the question, like my hair stood up, I'm like, what? And he was saying, he said, because if a woman spit in my wife's face, if a man spit in my wife's face, then I'm going to jail that night. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, like, and that's, and that's the kind of energy you gotta have. And so like, like you'll see people will start navigating themselves out of your life in certain ways and they can still be there, but not in the capacity that they were before because you've elevated. And that don't mean and, you know, and elevating don't mean you got to bring everybody with you. So like, bro, I know it may feel bad now in the terms of like who's not coming to your wedding and who you don't think want to show up to your wedding or don't want to support you. But hey man, I support you. You deserve, you and your wife deserve to have, your fiance deserve to have like a beautiful wedding. And like, you know, try in your own time in your own space to release that before that day comes because you don't want to be clogging that energy like why they ain't here.
3: You know appreciate that one
0: powerful uh, Dr. E's coming with it today. <laughs> He's coming with it today and and that's gosh, curate, curate your family, curate your people, and I mean we we do you know, as far as like social media, we we see who we want to follow or unfollow and and like Dr. E said, there are some times where it's just like at the end of the day, that day's about you and your wife. And if people don't want to enjoy it with y'all that's that's on them, you know that's their own business but and and that's that's a perfect segue into you know rolling into our, our our next topic, kind of switching gears. but we 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 talked about how important it is setting boundaries, but having people around us who respect our boundaries is equally important. And a lot of times they say you become the five people that you spend the most time with. And so I want to hear from Dr. E, since, since he's been on fire today, I want to hear from him as, as far as how, what is your process or things that you look for when you consider to let somebody into your circle? And no, no pun intended with that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, nah, um, so I'm an observer. I Like energy is real. Good energy, like when people like like now people are becoming more and more aware of the of the of your brain and your gut brain. You know, butterflies in the stomach. You know, what I'm saying, or, or I got a funny feeling, and like you know, you got to recognize those things if you're paying attention to it. If you like locked in, so I like to observe people, and I get to see, I listen to see what they talk about. If they gossiping about people, that means they probably gonna gossip about me. You know, just like little things like that before I can decide they're gonna be in my inner circle and then some people you'll click with immediately it's like you know a twin flame situation like yo like bro what's like like you know what i'm saying like and, and that's and that's it and that and you know there's this there's this new wave now that's coming through that's like oh if i show love to my to my homeboy or to my cousin or to my friend then i'm gay like i i i'm growing above that like bro i can appreciate my friend over here. Like I, I'm very secure in my masculinity and in my sexuality that I know I can tell you I love you and I don't I don't have to like cringe up to be like, oh somebody gonna be like gay. Like that I know I know that's not gonna be me. So so like in those kind of situations where you meet like oh bro that's that's my that's my homie for life. That's my boy, that's my brother. You know, you can feel those things. But for me I'm a, I'm I'm a big observer of like how people do things. I sit back and I watch the room. I watch how people react to them, how they respond to others, because no matter what kind of mask, and we all wear a, a version of a facade at some point in our life around people, you know, the truth will always come out, you know, it'll peek through a little bit. You'll see, like, oh, what was that? Like, I saw something like, hey, you know, it, like the the age old topic, you know, if, if they're going to be rude to the waiter, then that means they're going to be rude to X, Y, and Z, and, you know, and it's, and it's so much, it's so much in that, in that whole thing, because that means that they have now set a standard for somebody that they don't even know. But just because of what they do, they're going to treat them like that. And so, you know, I feel like it's it's those kind of situations where I pay attention to watch to see who I'm going to let into my into my circle and those kind of processes right there before letting people in. And then, uh, because I am an observer, you get I get a lot of people that want to come and they want to unload and they want to talk and they want to talk and and then I you know I'm a listener, so I listen and I and I'm paying attention to these things. And and then I also listen to see. How are these people going to, if they're gonna, if they're gonna ask me, are they gonna ask me about it, are, you know, are they just gonna come and unload on me and unload on me and unload on me? It's like you no know, homo, and and I, I'm like, you know, are they gonna come and, <laughs> are they gonna come and do that the whole time, right? And I'm like, are they gonna ever say anything else? Are they gonna ask me like, hey, how are you doing? You know, I've been talking about myself. How are you feeling? Or if they're gonna recognize those things, so those kind of things like matters to me. And then you also, there's also a way. That certain people can receive your help. For instance, like there's a situation with uh, with my cousin right now, and and like I can I can only help him the way I know he wants to be helped. Certain things you don't want to talk about. Certain stuff you just you just you just want to be around some people to make you forget about what you're doing. You know what I mean? And other people like, hey, can, you know what's going on with this? How can we help? Or or they are like, I'm gonna come see you. Like, let's say, for instance, you and your wife going through something and they they want to come down to your house because that makes them feel better. That doesn't that's not what you need. That's not what you asked for. That ain't that ain't what we wrote down on the list saying I need this. They're doing that to make themselves feel better in helping you. You see what I'm saying? You see, there's a difference. And I feel like in those things, those are real boundaries that those are the time when you really need to know what your boundaries are and how to set those boundaries, because if you can't articulate, hey, you're not doing this for me. You're doing this for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I do not and then that's like that's something I've noticed. I noticed this like maybe like four or five years ago, that like people are just doing that to make themselves feel better. Or, or like the people that go and buy groceries for people online, you know, and they and they then this content, right? They're like, Oh, oh yeah, and then you know, the guy's crying because he like, Oh, I was about to lose my house, or I was about to I had rent, and thank you so much. It's like that's a real intimate moment, but you went you pretty much like you know you tear poaching for these tears. You know you're doing that because it makes you feel better. You're not really doing it for that person. You see. So.
0: Now I feel you on that, and you know your your when you said just observing, listening to what people say, what what the conversations are, man. You like you said that that gut feeling and and being able to feel somebody else's energy and as I think. I know Grant is Dr. E. Sounds like Vince maybe, but as being four impasse on this 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 call, we we take in all energy, and you all have to because you're entertainers. You have to be able to read your crowd. You have to read the people that you're around so much, and one little shift in energy, you can feel that as, as being entertainers. But then on the flip side of that, that also probably makes all three of y'all very good at vetting the right people to let into your circle because it's like that one person that, that that you let in and that's the wrong egg can ruin the whole batch and that's why it's important vetting the people that we are around because that negative energy is negative energy is contagious and eventually it'll go it'll it'll pass its way and then we're just like man why does everything feel so weird when I'm around this person why do I feel like my energy's been zapped um, Grant as far as your process and how you decide whether or not people are, are allowed into your circle what does that look like
1: yeah 100% agree with what Dr. E was saying um my thing is you are what you attract so and I say it again you are what you attract and so like pretty much if you're around negative people in church <laughs> you're hanging around them there's a good chance that's gonna rub off on you um, with me, all you guys on my call, I, I surround myself with you. I usually talk to you guys weekly. Me and Vince, like you guys know, we have like weekly meetings on Tuesdays. Cause I want to learn. I want to be more like him. I see him doing his thing with the L. A. Clippers. He's trying to aspire to be on television. Same with Dati, e. Kendrick. Same with you. So I'm surrounding my people. I'm surrounding myself with people I want to be like or who I want to emulate. My thing is I shouldn't be the smartest person in the room. At the end of the day, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm not learning anything. I'm a student of life. So um yeah pretty much like i said too you're, you're attracting what you are if you're like a good frequency if you're a good person you're gonna attract more of that in your life if if you're clean you know hopefully you would see oh yeah you you ain't you ain't on that level yet i'm, I'm gonna hit you back when you when you get clean you know <laughs> and when i say clean i just mean like clean your room or you're like cleaning you're clean the way you speak the way you talk to yourself um one thing i like to do is affirmations in the morning so i always say i'm attracting like-minded people in my life each and every day and so i'm literally priming my subconscious mind to attract that going back to the energy thing like where energy can no longer be created nor destroyed only transfer so you got to be making sure that you are good as a person that way you can transfer other energy to other people so
0: they can feel good as well so we got Reverend Doctor E on the call and Reverend Grant Jones on the call as well. I'm just a deacon, man. And, you know, I'm just a deacon. I'm, I'm, I was just going off what Doctor E was saying. Preach, but it, but, yeah, preach, <laughs> preach on, but man, it, it's the man. This conversation is powerful today because there are people we and we see them every day. As far as why aren't they making the moves that they? that we know they can make or why aren't they advancing in their careers or their lives like we know they can and we start looking at the people in their circles like ah I get it they're they're rolling around with this dude this dude this dude that aren't really bringing anything to the table and I like what you said Grant is you don't want to be the the smartest person in the room because and, and that's the thing that some people uh can can take away from from this talk today is being the the smartest person in the room isn't always a benefit because we want to be in a position where we're always growing and always learning from uh from from other people and just in life in general and if we tend to be in all the spaces that we're in and we're the smartest person we need to ask ourselves why aren't we leveling up or why aren't we talking to people that are levels above us so we can get game from them as well but in and, and one of the things when we 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 let people in our circle and and we kick people out of our circles in the in the space in the entrepreneurial space they often say you know uh, quick to fire and and slow to hire and. I like that quote is because as soon as we sense somebody that's negative or somebody that we don't feel is, is vibing with where we're going, we fire them. But then on the flip side of that, hiring somebody into our friend group, that's a process that we have to like Dr. E said, we have to vet those people. We have to see what they're about. We need to see what they, they, what they're like as far as their moves, their business moves, the people they surround themselves with. So Vince, I'm, I'm curious to know, have you had to fire, anybody any friends in in recent years
3: yes believe it or not yeah I uh, I'm glad that you said the part about being an empath too because I, I recognize uh, that that definitely being a people pleaser and like feeling all the feelings it kind of adds to like my thoughts about wanting to like interact or even create a boundary with someone uh, I've definitely had to get rid of an assistant. Uh, unfortunately, after praying for an assistant for so many years, I'm like, yo, like, I'm already unorganized enough. I need you to respond when I, <laughs> like, you know, like that, that was something I was forming a friendship. We talked about family a lot, mental health, uh, but it was, it was, you know, it, it came at a bad time. There were a lot of things going on in people's lives. And I completely understand that as someone that is, you know, I consider myself to be a mental health advocate. I was like, all right, I, can barely handle this this is a this is a a hard thing for me and i recognize that you can barely handle this as well so i think i think it would be best if we don't try to tire ourselves out trying to handle it together uh so that's that is something that's kind of rough i've had you know friends that were like photographers or videographers and i'm like not just not just exactly what i'm looking for and me specifically i don't know if this is a you know being involved in dealing with so many people that you might not have the most pleasant interactions with or a new york thing but my fallback game is crazy like i like i if i'm not feeling you like you know what i'm saying like you might not necessarily know i just will disappear from your life at some point uh and that is i don't know if that's a boundary thing if that's a you know me uh avoiding conflict thing but that's just, that's just where it's at. It's, it sucks that it has to happen if you have to fire a friend, but sometimes people got to recognize that's not necessarily their strength or the best relationship. That's all.
0: It's all part of life. Letting people go when, when it's, when it's their time or, or when we feel like, you know, it's, it's not working out. Um, Grant, have you had to, to fire any, any friends in, in recent years?
1: Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really like the term fire. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I let friends go or I stop uh, getting on that frequency. Because at the end of the day, I, I think you said it, Kendra, you hit it on the nail. Like you're, when you're ready, you'll let them go. Um, I believe everything happens for a reason. People are put in your life for a reason. And it's up to you to learn and take away from uh, what that person brought to your life and how you can learn and become a better person. Uh, so I like to say terminate because like uh, as those people, you might uh, disagree with somebody, but like, you know what, now that I'm older, I can appreciate the kind of person they were. Like, I'll be back, you know, so <laughs> you never know. You might need to, uh, you know, rekindle that relationship with that person that you let go uh, once you're ready as well, too. It might not be they might not always be the problem. You might be the toxic one. And they were just trying to help you out, giving you the cold hard facts about the truth of the matter of what you were being at, at that time and point. So. Um, I'm never one quick to fire. At the end of the day, I kind of let people decide how they want to deal with me. I'm here if you need me, but I'm not gonna make a more of an effort or less of an effort to be in your life or out of it. You have to figure that out for yourself, and vice versa. If I want to be in someone's life, I'm gonna be in their life, and that's just point blank. So,
0: I like your your perspective, and you can tell that that spirituality vibe from you uh, you coming out as far as you know, showing up with peace, showing up with love, regardless if. You know, you have to terminate somebody, or, or Al, um... <laughs> Al, you know what I mean. They like, come back. Come on, Grant, the 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 master impersonator. Um, but you know, as as we wrap up this this phone call, I know we we talked about you know whether you want to call it fire, terminate, get rid of, however it looks in whoever's listening and watching, however it looks like for you. I want to go to to Dr. E to wrap this up. You know, some people don't know how to handle with what comes with letting somebody go or firing a friend or terminating a friend. Uh, When you've gotten rid of or removed yourself from other people, what was their reaction and how did you handle it or how do you typically handle those situations?
2: First of all, I love how, Cause I feel like we the only type of people that can say this. What Grant said, if I say I'm in your life, dog, I'm in your life, bro. Like you can't, I ain't I ain't going. What you gonna do about it, huh? You gonna change your number? I'll just find you on Instagram, dog. And I and I love that, cause like I feel like that was a real friends. Like I, that is hilarious to me. When Vince Vince was like, oh, <laughs> that was hilarious. But like for me, uh, you do have to fire certain people. I'm one of those people that if you pay attention, friends will fire themselves. And, uh, you know, what I mean by that, like, sometimes there's a time and place for everything. And then that conversation to come up, like, yo, why won't hang out no more? Because the X, Y, and Z, this is what you did. That's why we don't hang out no more. I'm glad you asked, because I was wondering how long it's going to take you to notice that we ain't really kicking it no more, because, you know, you, you're, on a, you're on a different thing. Like, I, I tried to encourage you. I see you going down a, a certain path. I don't want to go down that path. You know, it don't mean I don't love you, but it just means I can't rock with you the way I used to rock with you. And so I feel like if you're not paying attention again by setting your own boundaries, personally, if you set goals, your goals will set your boundaries. So if you set goals for your life, then your goals become, they'll set your new boundaries for people. So if you're trying to attain something and you're hanging out with people that's not on that same vibrational energy is real, if they they ain't on that same length, then you're going to stop hanging out with them not because you're Consciously doing it, but subconsciously you on the grind trying to get to your next goal So it's not gonna have time for you to do that and real friends. You can pick up and call at any time So that's another thing some people think because somebody's not there in your life at all times over your shoulder like Hey, what you doing that? They're no longer your real friend but you know if you got real friends then you can pick up the phone and it'd be like nothing ever nothing ever changed. y'all catch up with whatever it is from that point but like I feel like some people who are in the headspace that they are heavily attached to people or they have abandonment issues, uh, when it comes to letting go of a friend that's bad for them, then, and they start recognizing it, it starts becoming harder and harder and harder to fire that friend because now it's weighing on you like, oh, well, I don't think I'll ever find another friend like this. And it, and it comes back to, again, to those abandonment issues. Like, why do you feel like you can't let this friend go? Like, it's like people are in your, it, and this is the whole thing, people come to your life for a season or a reason. Either way, you're going to find out one way or another in time. In due time, you're going to find out for a season or a reason. And you got to learn to accept fall ain't going to be here forever. So let fall come so you can get to you can get to spring so you can get to summer. You know, they was, they was oh yeah, that was a fall friend, but you know, they had to fall back. <laughs> I had, they had to fall out of my life. You know what I'm saying? I had to spring into my future. You got to get it like, you know, you got to think about it like that. And so... You know, for those people who have real abandonment issues or attachment issues, you have to pay attention to who you attach yourself with. And are they really draining you? And what are you afraid of losing by losing this friend? You know, because I feel like that's only the type of people it takes place with. It takes place with uh, people with attachment issues, or people with, you know, protecting issues, and they feel like they got to save, you know, save your concept where they got to save this person all the time. You can't save them. Project Pack told you a long time ago, don't save her, dog. She don't want to be saved, you know? So you can't save everybody. And we want to, we all come, I'm a comic book head. I got my Miles Morales shirt on. You know, Grant got his, he gets paint on the back. We all want to save somebody. We want to help them. But at some point, you got to save yourself, bro. Like, like, and you got to give them a chance to save themselves. And if not, you got to keep on pushing. So I feel like real friends are on board with whatever's positive in your life. And they'll be there. The ones that's not, a fire themselves. You don't have to worry about firing them because they won't be there. You won't know how it's gonna affect them because they're not there. <laughs> they, you ain't around them, so you don't know. And if they pick up the phone to do it, either they're big enough they'll call you like, "Dang, dang, I was right. You was right. I was messing up." And they may come, and then y'all may, you know, rekindle their friendship, and it grows out of that. But you know, seasoning, seasoning for a
0: reason. I, I love it. I love it. And and. Man, this was such a powerful conversation, and, and we were able to see and hear different perspectives from from each of us. And the, the last thing I'll, I'll say when it, when it comes to you know dealing with those situations, whether you have to fire somebody or you know, connect with somebody months from now, at the end of the day, we have to make sure that we are still maintaining our own mental health making sure that we are still in a space where we can show up for other people, regardless if somebody doesn't want us there or whatever the case may be. But the other thing I'll also say is there is nobody, there is absolutely nobody on earth that anybody should ever lose their mental health over. I'm going to say that one more time. There is nobody on earth that you should ever lose your mental health over. Far too often, we get into these one-sided relationships or, or we get into these situationships that aren't good for us and our mental health. We have to understand that one, creating boundaries, all, we, we've gotta make sure that, that we have those strong boundaries because mental health isn't something to play with. And especially if you have somebody in your life that's toxic, that's not adding any t- type of value. And then the second part of that is being able to walk away from things that aren't respecting you, that can be friends, that can be family, that can be significant others. Again, there's nobody on this earth that you should lose your mental health over. And I'm going to leave it at that. I, I hope you all enjoyed this conversation. It was a powerful conversation. There's a lot of gems in this conversation that we had today. But I hope that you can make the next step in creating those healthy boundaries for yourself. Because once you create those healthy boundaries, life is so much more positive And you have a much more appreciation for the love that you show yourself and other people. So as we wrap this up, I appreciate our, our guest today. Grant, how can people find you in some of the future work that you're currently doing?
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. Like you said, I just uh, that's good all the time, man. Check me out on Instagram. I just DJ the Vikings training camp. The video's up on TikTok right now. If you want to check me out, Uh, you can follow me at GrantJonesEntertainment.com, the ultimate entertainer at your service. Check me out. GJ Entertainer.
0: I appreciate you, Grant. Dr. E, how can people find you in some of the future work that you're doing?
2: Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Reverend Dr. E. If you on Instagram, is Reverend underscore Dr. underscore E. And you can always see me on your TV.
0: Yes, sir. I appreciate you. And Vince, how can people find you and some of the future work that you're doing?
3: Of course. Uh, Vince Bracey on Instagram. Uh, search for me on YouTube, on the internet, VinceBracey.com. Uh, and at The Jasmine Show, just because I included it last time on YouTube uh and you can come check me out at ruggy maniac if, on one of these things i forgot to i forgot to hang out with my guy dr e too that was accountability y'all accountability is also part of <laughs> and part of inviting people into your circle all right uh but yeah thanks again Kendra. appreciate this man
0: and i appreciate the three of y'all I Grant, I appreciate the the sense of humor that you always bring that 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 spirituality and the positivity that you bring in all these in all these uh conversations. Dr. E, I appreciate your thought process and the way you think about things. It's always great to see somebody that is, you know, like we said a level up than us or or somebody that we want to emulate and be like uh Dr. E, you, you bring a presence about you that is uh very mature and and I appreciate everything that you say I, I learn and I take away pieces of information that you that you say and I try to implement them in, into my own life and in vince as always i I appreciate your vulnerability in in many of these podcasts that that we've done. It's something that I truly appreciate, and I want to strive to be more vulnerable. Um, It's a work in progress. We're all works in progress, but the first thing is admitting that we're trying to grow and trying to continue to heal within our community. Uh, For those that are watching, for those that are listening, we all appreciate you taking the time to tap into this episode. There's many more coming. Be sure to go out and follow me on Instagram at Kendrick Coates. You can also follow me on Facebook and TikTok. Until next time, We appreciate you. Thank you, and we'll see you soon.